myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. When no one else can understand it, when the snow is falling on the ground, I close my eyes and think of warmer days. Two weeks until pitchers and catchers are spring training bound. I guess I'll hold out hope for sunnier skies and grass a black, brightly colored green. That's down the pipeline. It's spring training. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It is me, Michael, and with me as always, S-Man. What up? Steve Ford. How's it going, man? It's going. A couple things are happening. So you were singing. I'm like strangling my dog to like stop barking. <laughs> so I had to go on mute. And then you're like singing. And then I listen and I'm like, oh, sounds like another Elvis tune. <laughs> You know, sure enough, it is another Elvis tune. Uh, I talked last week of our theme for January was uh, was Elvis because it was birthday. And I was like, well, don't worry, we'll be kicking things off in, uh, in February. We'll have a whole new theme. Yeah, I counted the days wrong. I forgot that today is January 31st when we recorded. So I was like, got to keep with my theme of Elvis. You know, what are you going to do, right? <laughs> Fuck it. And, and you know what? I even dusted off a song that I did earlier this month. So, you know. Just tweak the uh, the lyrics a little bit. What was the name of the song again? Uh, it's the Wonder of You. It's one of my favorite. Oh yeah, Elvis the Wonder tunes. of You. Yeah, that's a good you know, tune too. It man. is. Uh, it's one of my uh, one of my top five Elvis songs. I think so. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I've I've actually heard that a few times in like shows. Like something, mm-hmm. you know, they'll they'll play it and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, like it's that. dope. Yeah, he uh, uh, was originally done, I think, in the late fifties or early sixties, and then he uh, uh, is actually one of the the first uh, live uh, songs uh, that he did that was released as an actual single. Like he wasn't in the studio to record it. It was right. they, they basically took a live version of it and released it, and it became a hit for him. So. Wow. That's pretty dope, right? Yeah, that is pretty yeah. sick, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, since now I know that next week is officially February, <laughs> I will be uh, changing up the theme for, for next week. There we go. And then watch it be an Elvis love song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Elvis love song. All right, it's February, so the theme is going to be love. Oh, yeah. The- yeah. Oh, I love theme months. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I, I probably will go with a, a love theme for the uh, the month here, February. So. There's some good ones, man. Yep, yep, There's some yep. really good ones. Uh, uh, so, if speaking of love. <laughs> speaking <laughs> segue, of love. Oh, yep. Uh, Jorge Polanco didn't feel the love as he got as traded he got traded from the twins huh yeah uh, he got traded so it's small headline news with yeah. this one uh yeah he got traded to from the twins to the seattle mariners yeah. um, i don't know first thoughts steve what are your th- first thoughts about it i don't know it, it, it just begs the difference it's once again the twins are making a trade that's kind of a head scratcher you know they made a trade last year with the marlins where they Got rid of what's his face, uh, uh, you know the the batting champion sent him to Miami, right? Uh, you know, and uh, now they're making a trade and sending another one, another one of their all star players away. It's like, okay, Twins, what kind of direction are we going in here? Um, yeah, I'm looking at, at their return here, they got a, a outfield prospect, uh, Gabriel Gonzalez. That's reliever. the big one. Yep. yep, reliever Justin Tapa, uh, starter Anthony Descalfini or Descalfani, which I've heard of that guy, and then minor league pitcher Darren Bowen. I mean, Gabriel Gonzalez, he sounds pretty dope. 
you know mm-hmm. they're just trying to like boost their uh you know they got a couple you know a couple major league ready people and a couple of uh of minor league people so it's like what are you doing here twins yeah i always wondered what the twins outlook is like and yeah. they've always had good production from their younger guys for the mm-hmm. most part i mean mm-hmm. gabriel gonzalez now moves into their top five prospect. He yep. was a top five prospect with the Mariners. I think he was number four and he's or number three. And now he's number four with the twins, which is yep. great, right? I mean, he's behind yep. Brooks Lee and Walter Jenkins, who are clearly going to be their future. But right. yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder what they're doing. I understand this move made it easy because they have that Edward Julian, which right. he's like their second baseman, which, I, but Jorge Polanco, even if you weren't going to start him, He's a good depth piece. I mean, exactly. last year for, he hit 14 home runs. You know what I mean? He, you know, he, he almost had 50 RBIs. Yep. I thought he had an okay season for a backup, even though he started a lot. But he only played 80 games last year. A lot of injuries and, right. you know, kind of kept him down. But I thought he'd be kind of on the upswing. He is 30 years old. So I think if this was move was just for the Twins to get you know, just the twins depth. to get younger. Yeah. To, yeah, well, to get yeah. younger depth for sure. Especially the pitching depth that they yeah, just I was, th- I was thinking depth in their minor league system. Cause now this gives them four, I think top 100 prospects. So, yeah. um, which, you know, they're kind of lacking a little bit of depth in their, in, you know, as far as top 100 prospects in their, in their system. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a move to get younger, I would say. Yeah, well, and then that Anthony Descalfini, he's yeah. he's kind of been around, too. He played for the Marlins at one time, the yeah. Reds, the Giants. He's just an aging pitcher. I'm pretty sure he might be like a fifth or fourth option in yeah, I mean, rotation. They lost, but yeah, they lost Sonny Gray and Maeda, so they need some they did. help. So Yeah, which, you know. of course, they didn't do much in the offseason. I mean, no. they still got Braley, uh, Bailey Ober. They got mm-hmm. Pablo Lopez, who's going to be their ace, and they got right. Joe Ryan, so... Uh, Anthony Descalafini will probably be in that mix somewhere, I'm, yeah. I imagine. But that still leaves them without another, like a fifth pitcher. Yep. So I don't Again. know. I, I I don't know what they're going to do. But yeah, right away. I mean, the move makes sense for both parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, Seattle didn't really want to spend money on another second baseman. I mean, right. they didn't really want to bring back Adam Frazier from a couple yeah. years ago. They didn't mm-hmm. want to. I, I think this is kind of a move, kind of like with the... um. Kind of what the like what the Tigers did with Ibanez, and mm-hmm. I remember when they got Jonathan Scope, you know, some years mm-hmm. a few years back. I think it's kind of the same move where they just got want a guy that knows how to play the position. They want a guy right. that you could count on to hit. He's not too old, not too young, and so I, I think the move makes sense for both parties. Although I think the Mariners kind of did get fleeced just because they gave up a top five prospect. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well. <clears throat> Thing is, we haven't had any major free agent signings. It's uh, we'll take the news where we can get it right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of have to at that point. Um, yeah. <laughs> so moving on from that, I mean, there's really nothing in terms yeah. of the uh, free agency. But Justin all. Turner, though, he signed with the Blue Jays. Yeah, Justin Turner signed with the Blue <laughs> Jays. I mean, he he moved on from Boston Red Sox, who were trying to get younger. Yeah. Kind of a lateral move. I, I don't really see. Well, I mean, if that move kind of says to me that they probably won't sign Matt Chapman. Right, right. Yeah. yeah which they don't want to spend especially out. Right. They don't want to spend a lot of money on a guy. So I guess you could kind of look at that as concerning because they're willing to pay a guy who's almost 40 years old, not a lot of money, but he's going to take the place of where Chapman was, who's a much <laughs> better player at this point in his mm-hmm. career. 
Agreed. And what what are you guys doing? It's almost a step back, but I, it's hard to say. It's hard yeah. to say until offseason's over. But <clears throat> the other news, which is kind of the bigger news, is the Orioles within the last couple of days have just recently been sold. Yeah. So that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll actually now uh, with new ownership, keep their young players. <laughs> I mean, let's hope, so. I, you know, I was kind of reading up on this and I was kind of wondering why he mm-hmm. why John Angelos would sell, because yeah. we know he's a cheap bastard. We've always right. known that he made that infamous comment last year about mm-hmm. not wanting to pay top players. Yep. Yep. So he basically wanted to take the Pittsburgh approach, but I always thought, why did he sell? Because he's from the Maryland area. Yeah, I mean, he's originally he's a he's a Cuban, uh, he's a Cuban man, I believe. But mm-hmm. at the same time, and he's the elder son of um, Peter Angelos. Yep. Right. So yep. who who's like ninety four now, and then John took over, and John you think would be a shoe in, right? I mean, he's he's lived on in Maryland for years. Mm-hmm. He went to the you know university of Baltimore school of law, Duke university. It was always, everything was on the East coast. Um, but from the reading, from reading a lot of different things on him, I think what happened is he's just tired when this is what I got from him. He's tired with the way baseball's going right now. Okay. He doesn't like that. Um, he kind of always offered a lot of different points in the man. you know, when the owners have the owner meetings and everything, yeah. he offered a lot of points to major league baseball. And he said, he kind of wished major league baseball was like the NFL where mm-hmm. they kind of center. They have like a cent in the NFL. They have a centralized like revenue sharing model. Right. And which kind of helped, which the players can partake in the players union can partake in. So they kind of wanted to do that with major league baseball, but baseball kind of, kind of fought back on that. And obviously your top owners, the Steinbrenners, what have you, they fought mm-hmm. back on that. John Henry's, they all fought back on that as well uh, because he wants to give teams, uh, smaller market teams a chance, but this was all accumulating to him just being really cheap. Right. Right. So it <laughs> yeah. makes sense that he sell them and he didn't sell them for tons. I mean, one point, what? Three one, billion, one, one point seven billion. Okay, so almost two billion, yeah. which yeah. I guess is pretty good, but I, I don't understand. I mean, when you look at Otani getting seven hundred million, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, it, it's kind of small potatoes in the long yeah. run. But I don't know. I mean, uh, the owner group consists of people like Cal Ripken, which is yep. good. You get a yep. hometown guy, and so this is like a Derek Jeter move. You yep. get Mike Bloomberg, which Bloomberg is yeah, a bazillionaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you thought? What are your instant thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean. Hopefully, like I said earlier, it gives the uh, Orioles franchise hope that uh, that their younger players are are going to be able to stick around, and that the you know as opposed to with the Angeles family, this isn't going to be a, a a you know cheap. They're going to go out and uh, you know and have a competing product on the field and and keep the uh, the core that they have around. Uh, and just yeah, hopefully they don't pinch pennies like the Angeles family has uh, did. Yeah. Although it looks like you know. Uh, uh, David Rubenstein, he's uh, you know, the 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 big person on here. He's a little bit older though. I think I saw he's like seventy four. So I was a little he surprised is. that someone of that age would uh would want to take you know take take on the franchise, which is good that I guess that they have a whole group involved. You know, because Cal, Cal's a lot younger, so you know it's just uh you know guy seemed a little bit older. I'm not used to seeing someone that old want to uh to buy a major league you know baseball franchise. So well, what my my thought in it is the reason why he's in it. Mm-hmm. And you have Grant Hill, not the Grant Hill, but right, <laughs> yeah, the... right. I don't think it's the Grant Hill, is it? Might be, man. I don't know. I'd have to. I have to Google it. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't know if it's the Grand Hill. I I could be wrong, but I don't know uh, what he'd want to do. Yeah, no, it is Grant Grant Hill, the Grant Hill, our Grant Hill, Pistons Grant Hill. No, yeah. really? Yeah, he's Calorick Can Jr. and Grant Hill are part of the investment team that is agreed to by the Orioles. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know about Grant Hill's money, but Cal Ripken, he made good money during his playing days, but he didn't make, I mean, those players at that age didn't make what players are making now. No. no. So I'm only wondering if Cal Ripken and, and maybe Grant Hill kind of started this thing that they wanted to buy it. And then mm-hmm. they were the ones kind of like Derek Jeter. Remember, Derek Jeter couldn't buy the Marlins on his own. Right. So he basically right. needed outside help. So maybe that's why you're seeing some of these older guys in there. Oh, similar like a rod with the timberwolves right exactly outside help too because he couldn't buy them legit straight up on his own that's exactly it i mean that's why you're seeing people like michael bloomberg and mm-hmm. and um mayor kurt schmoke which is our <laughs> schmock is the former baltimore mayor which okay. i know nothing about but so and you're seeing some of these older guys in there i guess that makes sense yeah you yeah. know okay i got yeah. you well cool i didn't realize grant hill was involved so yeah, I didn't. Well, when, much better. Well, I when I was first Hill. reading up on it, his name was in the same name as as the uh, the the, the former mayor. So I'm like, do yeah. they have a mayor named Grant Hill? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how so Grant Cal Hill Ripken. Da- Grant Hill dabbles in. I think he's part owner of the Atlanta Hawks as well. So he dabbles uh, in multiple teams now investing. So. I mean, yeah. I don't know where they're getting the money, money, but because you just Grant Hill's they, always been good with money, though. Like, I mean, he made yeah. good money as a basketball player, but you remember his endorsements and everything were crazy. So. Yeah, he did. He had tons Sprite yeah. and yeah, yeah. He, he had some good and, ones. You know, all that, all that stuff. You know, and I think he's invested his money very well too. I'm guessing. Yeah, be able to be a co-owner of now the Baltimore Orioles as well as the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, he's got to be. Uh, Good, good investing with his money. So yeah, I'm kind of looking at here sponsorships and paid endorsements. He's McDonald's mm-hmm. at one time. He had yeah, Fila, Adidas, Nike, AT and T, Microsoft. Yeah, he was yeah. getting paid. He yeah. probably made more off endorsements than he did right. exactly. actually playing in the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> That's insane. and maybe the same is for Cal Ripken as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so he did endorse you know some endorsements as well. So. Yeah, I wonder if, his, if if Billy wanted in on that, and he was like, "Oh, dude, you know Billy wanted a piece of it," and Cal had to be like, oh, "I'm sorry, Bill." Must be this rich to to join. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your your MLB network salary isn't quite uh, what it takes to uh to to to, to get in on this. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, William. Sorry, William. What exactly? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, so you got some. Good owners, it mm-hmm. seems that that are jumping down on this. Um, I mean, I guess we you would agree, right? That the Orioles are probably in good hands now like to where they can pay about, people yep. like Adley Rushman coming mm-hmm. up. And, yeah, yeah, I think they're definitely in. Uh, you know, Gunnar Henderson. Uh, you know, they're 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 in better hands, I think, than with the Angelos family. Yeah, and I wonder uh, if they would become a big market compared to a small market. It's hard to say. I don't know. I've only yeah. considered big markets are the people, the owners that spend money. Right. Right. Yep. And those are billionaires. And mm-hmm. I know they have a couple billionaires a part of this deal, but yeah, that Rubenstein, um, he's worth over four billion, I think. Yeah, Michael Bloomberg's pretty up there too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It makes you wonder. I mean, yeah, they only bought it for one point seven only. They they oh, bought it for one point seventy. But <clears throat> maybe that was why they didn't really do much in the offseason either. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would kind of 
because a lot of their offseason moves is pretty questionable at this point. I mean, they didn't really move for I didn't think they pushed the needle in any different way. No, and, I mean, I think they're banking on they won 101 games. I think last year they're banking on that same team to repeat success. I'm guessing. Hey, more power to them. But I mean, a couple mm-hmm. guys moved on, so I exactly. don't know who Still they're replacing. They need help at pitching. Yeah, the fuck yeah, they need help at yeah. pitching. I I always thought they'd be in the mix for Blake Snell, who's still out there. Yeah, call me. <laughs> yeah, call me. I'm still available, guys. I'm still available. <laughs> Pitchers and catchers report in two weeks. It was said in the opening song. Call me. <laughs> I mean, well, their only big signing I thought was what they got Craig Craig Kimbrell. Oh, was okay. kind of a yeah, bigger that's signing. true. That's true. But other than that, I don't really. I mean, they have a lot of young young guys. Aside from Rushman and Gunnar Henderson, you also have Heston Kerstad, right? You yeah. got um, a couple of those guys who are coming, and there's guys coming up in that system. I was gonna say, Colton yeah, Kauser, yeah. and um, I mean, it looks good, right? But I still mm-hmm. think you need more there because I just I know they really like Grayson Rodriguez, but he's right. kind of in that Casey Mize. He's kind of has to perform mm-hmm. this year. To or, prove yourself, prove it. Yeah, year. yep, yeah, exactly. But yep. I, I'm kind of digging the Orioles. I think I that. Too. I think that they have a lot to be proud of for sure mm-hmm. for what they did last year, but I wonder if this group is just going to do the wait and see approach or if they're going to jump in there right away and they maybe make massive signings. <laughs> Look out Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but I don't know if they're going to clear the front office. I don't yeah. know what they're going to do. I don't yeah. know. Well, too, too many unknowns right now, my friend, too many unknowns. Well, but one known thing is that yep. John, P. Angelos has sold the team, and that's good. There I think that's go. good because he was one of the guys that you and I have ragged on for mm-hmm. a while now about the cheapness. And yep. I, I just don't understand why he would want to sell just because I, I mean, I get his meaning for wanting to sell, but I mean, his, it was his dad's team. Yep. He has it. And then you got to figure you grew up in Baltimore. You are in Maryland. So this would be your team. I mean, that seems like it would be maybe he wanted to. uh get this done before his dad passed away and you know so you don't have a you know similar to like a bill davidson thing where it just you know carries over he realized this isn't what he wants to do anymore it gets his dad's blessing to sell the team and then you know and does it instead of the uh you know battling with his brother or something i think he has another brother yeah they've had court battles before over they have the team so maybe they wanted you know to you know get this done before you know he's what 94 90 you know his dad is like 90 something i think yeah 94 yeah so yeah yeah, yeah they might not have like the that. same they exactly. might not have the same passion i mean mm-hmm. you know we look at the tigers we a lot of people question if chris illich has the same passion mm-hmm. as father did for yeah. this team for the tigers and mm-hmm. maybe angelos is another one of that it's that generation of people who are kind of handed things mm-hmm. and yep. um angelos john uh angelos only took over since 2020 right so since 2020 so and since then, I mean, he's had fights. He's lawsuits with his brother. Remember what he did last year? He suspended Kevin Brown, that uh, yeah. that announcer who really just pointed out the the past non-success of the Orioles mm-hmm. into how they kind of grew into having success now. Remember, he suspended him, which oh, was yeah. fucking weird. That and was, then oh, it yeah. was like a whole thing. That was really weird. Yeah, it was weird. So he's he's just been a weird guy. So maybe... I think it's best for baseball that he's gone and you bring people, baseball people into it. So mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. I, I liked when Derek Jeter before he left, but I liked that he was involved with the Miami Marlins. I mean, Agreed. before for years, they've went through just bad times under ownership. 
mm-hmm. who pe- owners that didn't really understand the game. I mean, they are the David Teppers of the fucking sport. <laughs> exactly. And then now he ended up getting baseball people involved, which then he left. So I don't know where that stands, but yeah, with the Orioles, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm good for them. I mean, I, it's it's young ball club who deserves to have good leadership at the top because mm-hmm. you can't let guys like Adley Rushman and Gunnar Henderson walk. You just can't do that. I mean, yep. it's a, those, that's that's a death sentence for a franchise, especially good Agreed. young players like that. So agreed. Yeah. Well, time will tell, my friend. Time will tell. Uh, across the other ways waves of of headlines we have a new you know every year you and i announce Mm -hmm. the new cover athlete for mlb the show yeah yeah uh last year it was jazz chisholm jr which was kind of controversial because i liked it you liked it we thought it was cool Mm -hmm. but we thought he would actually play more that season he got he was injured a lot kind of a bad year that was just i remember seeing comments saying you know whatever whoever in the marketing department nominated that guy should have been fired should be fired um, immediately but uh, uh this year we got vlad jr Boom. yeah Sorry. which it's a, it's a weird i like vlad a lot he's one of my favorite first baseman in the league yep. but yeah, it's kind of a head scratching pick to be honest yeah because i think you had a better idea and i'm surprised <laughs> that mlb marketing didn't uh, jump on this one uh, since it's yeah. 2024, who did you think should have been on the cover? Yeah, I thought it would have been Willie Mays. Yeah. But but then I said that to you, and you said, well, they might do that at the alternative cover, yep. kind of like they did Boston. with Jackie Robinson and, and, Jeter, and, and Jeter, which I, yep. I would love to see. I mean, if yep. they do that, Steve, that would be phenomenal. But, mm-hmm. but okay, so the year that Griffey made the cover, he wasn't an alternative cover. He was, nah, the, he cover. was the cover. That was like right? 18 or so, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah, he was the cover, so... Which was a good year because I remember that year they implemented a lot of new things into the MLB the show. Dope. Like like they went back to like the uh uh like old school like Nintendo style yes. play like RBI baseball type thing. Play that old was, Griffey games and yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, was, bro, was, so was fun. Dope. Yeah. Which you know, I, I that was just a turning point, I thought, for mm-hmm. MLB the show in the next mm-hmm. era of of that game but yeah vlad is interesting he's not coming off a great year no it's not a horrible year but not a great year yeah it, it you know and they probably could have been like oh let's do otani he just got paid but then they realized otani was just uh on the cover i think in like two years ago so it's like yeah. oh, i can't really use otani again um, yeah they're like oh, can't know, use why, him why didn't they go with like acuna he just had the year of a uh, year of the ages right there i would have put him on the cover and if it was you know my choice Yeah, I I would have, too. I mean, you look at your past, you have Otani, you have, uh, well, you have Chisholm last year. I have it here in front of me. You have Otani the year before that. You have Tatis, which was really good, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had uh, Javier Baez, which is weird. And then 2018 was actually Aaron Judge, I'm looking at. Is it Judge? And then 17 was Griffey? Griffey, which was awesome. Yeah. And then you just keep going back. I mean, you got... Donaldson, Cabrera, and McCutcheon. I think McCutcheon was one of them years, right? Andrew yeah, McCutcheon. yeah, yeah. Joe Mauer. Oh, Joe um, Mauer. Okay. 2008 was I think Ryan Howard. Oh. Ortiz, the 06. Uh, yeah, it just it, so it's kind of a questionable move. I see it, they're trying to appeal. The last four years are trying to appeal to the international market. Right, makes sense. Because I don't know if they still do this, but remember they would do two covers. They do yeah. international cover. International cover and then an American cover. Right? And an American cover yeah. with an alternative option for, you know, when you said when they Classic added Jeter and, yeah. Yeah, yep. and Jackie Robinson. But 
but before, yeah, they would do the international, but it seems the last four years. So you have Vlad, mm-hmm. right? You have Otani, you have mm-hmm. Jazz Chisholm and Tatis and Javi. That's all international That's players all, the last four yeah. or five years. Yeah. Where's the last, where's the last American play? Was, yeah. it, was it Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge, 18. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know who was 2019 seen. 2019 LB, the show was Bryce Harper. So Bryce Harper oh, would have okay. been the the last American player. Okay. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense, yeah. I guess. Good for you, Bryce. Yeah, good for you, Bryce. <laughs> Damn it. No. Damn it. They, they, so they're showing the what they have, and, and uh, you know, the, the design looks okay. Kind of looks like mm-hmm. similar designs we've seen in the past. Right, right. Uh, they basically throw the colors of his flag, which I believe is Dominican Republic, and yep. and where he's from, and very cool, very awesome. But at the same time, I just don't get it. I I, <laughs> I, I think Acuna was right there mm-hmm. for the taking, unless, mm-hmm. but we don't know the inner workings, right, Steve? It could be a behind right. the deal, behind yeah. the scenes deal that's going yeah. on. Yeah, maybe and maybe Acuna was like, eh, I don't really want to be on there. I saw what happened to Jazz last year, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, and I Cover know curse. I. I I know Ronald Acuna has his own video game okay. that he's or so maybe that was licensing a, type thing. Maybe. It could have been like a conflict of interest because mm-hmm. I, I'm just looking right now. I don't know. I I forgot, but I, I think it's on my 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 iPhone. But I think it's like uh, he's the f- the face of RBI baseball now. Oh yeah, okay, makes sense. So maybe that's why that would be the only reason, in mm-hmm. my opinion why they wouldn't choose but right. man okay say you couldn't choose acuna say you couldn't you know and we're moving on from from vlad i mean who would you choose Eric i mean <laughs> i'd say freddie freeman, freddie freeman would be up there i think freddie well, freeman would be a phenomenal well, pick well mookie bats he had a uh, phenomenal season here right he came back to yeah. the second half yeah yeah, yeah man yeah, yeah. I, I think mookie bats was Right there for the taking as well. I mean, you can mm-hmm. go a couple different routes with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do pitchers, Spencer Strider. You can do Blake yep. Snell. You can do, Garrett you know, Cole. Garrett Cole. I mean, God, he's right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting. I'm just, uh, I love Vlad. Just not a big fan yeah, of the, just, the cover choice. But I'll, yeah. I'll probably buy the alternative cover, depending on who it is. But yeah. if they were smart, it'd be Willie Mays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've told myself that... uh I you know I was only going to buy the show every couple of years or something just to update my uh, rosters. I think I've I'm on like I've bought the last three or four. In a did row. you really? Yeah. So I did Jeter last year. I did Otani the year before. I did Jackie the year before that. So I've done the last three straight. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the thing too. It's with those games, you're they don't really add anything new. Like I said, up until right. 2017, I guess was the Griffey year. Mm-hmm. That was really that was changed. That was changed. totally changed it. But yep. since then, they haven't like overly changed anything. Right. One right. thing I did like they incorporated last year was the Negro League stories. That was dope. so was amazing. You could yeah. play the Negro League stories. I finished it. It was fun. It I was awesome. Gives you it's like a nice little history lesson. Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't like it about it though, I have to say, was it was all hitting. It was oh, never and, and it had some pitching. Well, they had awesome. pitching. Okay. So say you get like a player you do Satchel Page, right? Yeah, you could be Satchel. They had Josh, Josh Donaldson or John Donaldson. Okay. They had uh, a couple of different people, which are really good that you could either pitch or <clears throat> or you could hit. But they didn't give you like a fielding option, which really? I thought. Well, yeah, I wish you could have put you. They put you out in the field to play, yeah. you know, a little bit. But they never did. They never gave you that option. 
I like on Road to the Show. Although when I do Road to the Show, I always make myself an outfielder because I do too bad when I try to play the infield. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I'm terrible at the end. Well, they do that slow-mo thing, right? Where you gotta they like do, con- so I try to figure it out, and then you have to like line up the ball so oh. it goes the right place, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I was doing myself an outfielder. It's hard. It is really it hard. It is, man. I've man. I've I've tried different ones before. Like playing catcher in the show kind of sucks. Okay. Because unless it's like a pop-up right. or a little dribbler in front of the you're plate. Much. <laughs> nobody's like tossing it home and you're just like sliding <laughs> with the runner. Or, I mean, I guess you're doing some pickoff stuff. So I guess maybe it's not all too bad, but it's right. not too amazing either. So right. yeah. it is yeah. what it is. But yeah, so the show will be coming out here, I think, in March, like it normally yeah, March, does. March 19. Okay. Wow, it's coming uh, out. No, yeah, it is. Um, I think unless you uh Unless you get a, a pre-order or something. Uh, so if you like do the order, like the alternative cover or something, right. you can have access a couple of days before it actually release release. Oh, like, that's sick. Like you, if you pre-order and it gets shipped to you, you'll, it'll ship to you like two or three days before everybody else. And oh, that ain't bad. Start, yeah. Then you can start playing a few days before everybody. So there you go. It's kind of dope. Yeah, it's dope, but they should make it like different. Agreed. Uh, I do like when they start incorporating Mickey Mantle in there. Once they finally finally got the rights to Mickey Mantle, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh well, they have the Babe too. They got the Babe in there. Yep. And yep. Although it's weird when they give him a batting helmet. Sorry, that's just me. Like I'm not yeah. used to seeing Babe Ruth with a batting helmet. It's yeah. There's. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I that would look weird. Yeah, I'd like it if they ever if they could ever get old Tiger Stadium in there as one of the stadiums, you know, one of the classic stadiums. That'd be really cool. Yeah, because they always every time you see these games where they have old stadiums, it's always the same. It's Ebbets or it's uh, uh, Polo Polo Grounds. It's always like old Yankee Veteran Stadium and but it's never Park. Oh, yeah. Crosley Park's a big one, too. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be nice to have. Like other old ones that yeah, don't get like 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 the vet like you know like old veteran stadium or something like that that'd be that'd really be dope cool. yeah like that'd Tiger Stadium mm-hmm. yeah that would be that'd be kind of sick I, I, well, maybe they had that before no they didn't have Did that they? no okay no they didn't have that it was always yeah I think it's everything that you but just the said, Astro so. Turf the Astro Turf <laughs> yeah would be cool yeah, yeah. Be crazy but, or like um, put in the Astrodome or something that'd be kind of fun that'd be see there we go that'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah, uh, I think and, and it's just a wonder of why, why aren't they doing it? Because obviously it's, it can't be a licensing thing because, you know, the Tiger Stadium's Detroit Tigers. So you have the license, right? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I would assume it more so right. just just a lot Designing to put into the it, game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because you would have to redesign it, especially if you're illustrating it. You'd mm-hmm. have to redesign. I'm sure it's a lot of work, but fuck, yeah. man. Give the yeah. fans what they want. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're paying customers here. All right. Yeah. Speaking of old times, uh, we continue on <laughs> swell. We're back to our swell 1950s. Oh, gee, Willikers. All right. And um, in now series in my favorite position. Yeah. Which was interesting is uh, the catcher. We're at the, the point of choosing the, the then catcher. catchers from the 1950s and the now catchers, which our list is. Similar, similar, different, exactly similar, but different, but different. Last week we did pitching, which I think the top three were easy. And then after that, it got a little tough because that's That's, I'm noticing surprises in there. You know, I'm noticing that with these even looking ahead, it's 
Mm-hmm. Except outfielders. Outfielders, it's it's there's a many. There's yeah. so many. There's a yeah, you'll see some differences uh in positions like that. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So kicking it off, Steve, we'll, we'll start with the then and the old swell 1950s. Okay. Who's your number five top catcher of the 1950s? Here we go. Uh so a guy I picked is a guy by the name of at number five, Gus Trianados. Get it, Ooh. Gus, right? So I look old Gus. He's a, he's a very nice athletic catcher. He's, he's basically fits the mold of any catcher that I see, you know, doesn't really hit high for average. You know, I think his, his best hitting average in the fifties there was uh, he had two seventy nine and 56, but he does have a little bit of pop in his bat, you know, in uh, 1958, he had 30 home runs, 79 RBIs, uh, you know, draw some walks. He got 60, 60 walks that year to, uh, to 65, 65 strikeouts and, you know, could hit, you know, 20, you know, into the 20 or late, you know, late teens, early 20s, as high as, like I said, 30 for home runs. So, you know, as an all-star multiple, uh, multiple times in the 50s, he was a, a three-time all-star there, you know, did pretty good, uh, you know, getting to the top 25 or so in MVP voting. But yeah, just a solid, durable, uh, you know, a durable catcher during his uh, career there for uh, for the Baltimore Orioles in the 1950s. So uh, Gus Trianados, he comes in for me at number five. Number five for me is, I mean, this guy has a 1950s name, uh, Del Crandall. Get it, Del. (laughs) Good old Del Crandall. Del Crandall. All right. All right. Uh, Tell me about Del. Del Del played for a handful of teams, the Boston and Milwaukee Braves, the San Francisco Giants, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Cleveland Indians. But his stretch with the Boston slash Milwaukee Braves was from uh, 49 to 63. And in that time, he he did really well. But in the 50s was kind of his claim to fame. Now, at the start of the 50s, uh, he was in the Korean War. So he really didn't play. So he didn't really come in until he was 23 years old or he came back when he was 23 years old. And at that time, they were the Milwaukee Braves, I want to say. But Mm -hmm. from that that time forward, man, he he was killing it. He was absolutely absolutely killing it. I mean, at the plate, he wasn't like a 300 hitter, but he was a good... Kind of a good Texas leaguer hitter, a guy that can bloop one over the uh, infield as well. And he didn't strike out a lot, which is that you kind of want to see from a catcher. You don't want him to be easy out. So this is a guy who was an 11 time all star, which is crazy. Wow. Okay. 11 time all star. He finally won his World Series in 1957. Okay. With the Braves, which is great. Four-time gold glove. So, and he's in the Braves Hall of Fame. So, hey, good old Del Del Crandall for me is my number five catcher. Okay. All right. That's solid. Uh, coming in for me here at uh at number four. It's uh good old Smokey Burgess. How oh, Smokey. Yeah, old Smokey. And I've looked at Smokey. He looks like he he's about fifty years old when he was actually in, in his thirties. I mean, this guy <laughs> just looks old. I'm looking at a picture of him, just <laughs> old all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I see this picture of him from nineteen fifty three when he was with the Phillies. He was uh, twenty six years old. The guy looks like he's about 50 55 or something like that man yeah um but you know he's a guy didn't have too much pop in his bat you know he had a great season in 55 where he uh he hit you know 20 21 home runs but he's a guy who who hit for high average he's in the uh, 300s uh multiple times uh throughout his career um he was around a bit, you know, bulk of his time. He was at the Phillies in the early 50s and then went to Cincinnati and then closed it out the last year of the 50s there with Pittsburgh. 
Uh, he actually is in the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame for his uh, his time that he was a uh, a player in Cincinnati. Career uh, mm. two ninety five average. Um, you know, he was a nine nine time All Star. A lot of that was in the uh, the nineteen fifties and uh, World Series champ, but that came in nineteen sixties. So that doesn't really count. But yeah, just uh, you know, solid solid catcher that could that could hit for average and had a good good pop in his bat too. So for me at uh, at number four, the the Smoke Man, Smokey Burgess. Smokey Burgess, old man Burgess, old man Burgess, man. Number What's coming in for you at number four. Number four is uh, here's another good fifties name, old Sherm Waller. Oh God, get a Sherm. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, I hope Sherm was short for Sherman. Yeah. But, so yeah. yeah, old Sherm. Yeah, his name was actually John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. His real name was John Sherman Lawler. So he was one of those guys that thought he'd be pretty. Uh, pretty unique and then throw the old you know middle name into the first name i see you i see you. but uh yeah but uh old sherman old sherm lawler he was one thing i liked about sherm lawler he was a great defensive catcher okay a great defensive catcher he had a pretty good career for the most part played for four different teams nine-time all-star two-time world series Ooh, champion get it, he, won sherm. It, he won in 47 he won in 66 but didn't play he didn't win one in the ah. 50s Three-time gold glove in the 50s as well. Sherman Lawler was not a 300 hitter, which kind of puts him more down on my list as well. That's, you know, the same thing with Dell. I mean, he just mm-hmm. were never really a 300 hitter. Right. But he was a guy that caught many games. And one thing I liked about Sherman, he got on base. He did yep. get on base. He had over 100 hits the majority of his career um, in the 50s anyways, with a couple being in the 90s, you know, a couple 90, 90 to 96 hit seasons, which are good. He was never a big home run hitter. He get you about ten average on a year, ten okay. to fifteen average as well. But he could drive in runs. He was just a reliable guy. And you're talking about a guy that was just, you know, much like you know Del Crandall. I think he played with Warren Spawn, so he had good mm-hmm. pitchers. Where I think um, Sherm, he started out with. He would have started out with um, oh, uh, Satchel Page. He would have started out with Satchel Page, and then he, when mm-hmm. he moved into the the 40s, uh, and then with the St. Louis Browns in the 40s through the beginning of the 50s, and then the White Sox, who never really had great pitching throughout the 50s, but that's right. kind of the team he stuck with. Yep. And God bless him, man. I mean, he, he played a lot of games behind the plate, and he was kind of overshadowed, especially when he was in New York, because that's when Yogi Berra was first coming in as mm-hmm. well. So. Yep. Yep. There was a lot of things there, but yeah, Sherman Lawler comes in for me at number four. Okay. Well, I like Sherm so much. He comes in for me at number three. There you uh, go. Just for a lot of what you said right there. Um, mostly because of his, uh, you know, it's defensive prowess on the field. Uh, when he was with the White Sox, uh, he was, uh, uh, the manager at the time was Paul Richards and, uh, Richards would call Lawler a manager on the field. Uh, he's just it. a workhorse who, you know, uh, was a great handler of the pitchers. I'm uh, looking at a little stat here. And in 1954, after allowing a stolen base on, on May 25th, he threw out uh, all 18 would be base stealers during the remainder of the year. So, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, a great, great defensive player. Uh, but like you said, could get on base too. So, uh, Sherm Lawler for me comes in at number three. Yeah, number three for me would be the same guy Steve had at number four, Smokey Burgess. Okay, so we just did a little flippy. Okay. Yeah, I did a did a little flip flop. Uh, yeah. Another guy who was just you know he was probably a little bit better hitter than the other two mm-hmm. you know, that I've said you know better than Del Crandall and Sherm Lawler in terms of just getting on base. I mean he got on base a lot. Um, he was a guy that could drive in runs 
for, for the most part, but he didn't drive in t- tons of runs. He wasn't a liability at the plate, which is good. It was okay to get walks now and then. He was another guy that wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't get you those 20, 30, 40 home run seasons, but right, he'd always right. come through when you need him. 18 year career. I mean, he kind of went across everything. Um, interesting note when Sherm Lawler ended in 1963 with the White Sox, Smokey Burgess took over. Mm. So Smokey Burgess took over with the White Sox at 1964. Wow. That next season through okay. 1967, when he would eventually retire. Okay. And then, yeah, he was just a uh, kind of died young, died at 64 mm-hmm. years old. But in the 50s, Smokey Burgess, everybody loved playing with him. And the guys that, that he was, you know, that he that he caught for were just great, great players. And, you know, it, it takes a great picture. Every behind where they say every behind every man is a great behind every good man is a great woman or something. Right. I always right. said that with, with pitchers behind every great pitcher is a great catcher or a good catcher. Nope. Yep. So, uh, smoky Burgess for me is number three. All right. Now, uh, number, uh, number two for me is, uh, it was Roy Campanella. Yeah. Career that was, uh, you know, cut, cut, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's uh, he had his automobile accident there. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the uh, age of was he thirty about thirty five or so? I think. Yeah. Nope. Um, but just a fantastic catcher, a three time MVP, uh, all stars up the yin yang. He's a guy that could uh, you know, could could hit for average, but also hit for power. He had that great nineteen fifty three season when he won the MVP, where he had forty one home runs, one hundred and forty two RBIs. Um, yeah. Just uh. Yeah, an, an amazing, uh, uh, amazing catcher, an amazing force on those Brooklyn Dodger teams. Oh yeah, um, you know, it was it was tough for me as like a coin flip between Yogi Berra and Roy Campanella, who I wanted to put it to, who was going to be at one because Camp- Campy was a fantastic, fantastic uh, catcher and just a fantastic player overall. So, uh, Roy Campanella comes in for me at number two. Yeah, I got Roy Campanella for me at number two as well. You know. Steve, when it comes to catching, obviously, yep. when we do our then and now, when we do the then and now series, and when we move over to the now, you'll, 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 the ones that get closer to the top at the number three through mm-hmm. one or two to one are the hitting catchers, right? Right. I mean, that's what makes catchers stand out is when they can hit. I mean, yep. you have tons of catchers who can catch a good game, but yep. it's hard finding the ones who can actually hit those, those Johnny benches, right? Those, those guys that are able just to Mike Piazza's, those guys are not only able to do it, Pudge Rodriguez, not only do it mm-hmm. behind the plate, but at the plate when they, when they're hitting. So uh, I picked Roy just for the same thing. One thing that was yeah. good about Roy is he started in the thirties, mm-hmm. really took off in the forties, in the late, you know, late forties when he started playing 48, 49. And then in the fifties, he continued that success. And you saw multiple 300 hits, 300, uh, mm-hmm. 300 average seasons, he was a guy that could bring in a lot of RBIs in 53, 142 RBIs, won the MVP, would you say, three times? Yeah, three times. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. an amazing for a catcher, especially catcher wasn't really a strong position, as we've seen. I mean, the guys that we picked were the best ones we could get, right? right because not right. a lot of them were putting up the numbers that Campy was putting mm-hmm. up. So, unfortunately, yeah, I mean, his, his career was cut short. His life was cut short as well um, later on. I think he ended up dying in 71 at 71. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Campy, Campy gets my number two. Nice, nice. And uh, number one, I alluded to him before, and that's uh, Yogi yeah. Berra. I mean, we both, yeah, both of us. What can you say about Yogi Berra? I mean, one of the greatest, uh, greatest catchers of all time, not just in the 50s, but three time MVP, 18 time All Star, 10 time World Series champion. Jeez, I mean, 
guy yeah. could hit hit you know over 300 and drive in runs and hit home runs and i mean look at i'm looking at one season here in uh uh his 1950 season he struck out a grand he hit 322 28 home runs 124 rbis and struck out a grand total of 12 times incredible in a whole season and in 151 games yeah i mean great plate discipline great you know behind the plate you know he's great defensively and he could he could be an offensive juggernaut so yeah that was the thing yeah. with barra barra is probably <laughs> the best bad ball hitter you'll ever see yeah this guy could hit all over the plate and people yep. would say oh you know and i, I don't know if i like that term because mm-hmm. a lot of people would say you know oh he's gonna reach for one outside because he was a smaller stockier guy right and people right. would say oh he's gonna hit this low in a way or he's gonna hit this up you know this but it wasn't I don't think they were bad balls. I just think he knew the angles he wanted to hit. He was right. your classic directional hitter. Yeah. Right. People yep. would say, oh, pull hitter. No, no, no. He could drive it to left, right, center. He knew where he wanted to place it in. Yep. And in Casey Stengel never remember he never played a game without Yogi Berra. I mean, it was almost mm-hmm. Yogi was always his catcher. Yep. And it was one of his favorite players just because he Yogi knew the game. He knew the game in and out. So much. I mean, uh, everything you rattled off. I mean, a 13 time World Series champion. I mean, nobody talks about how. I mean, you see Tom Brady seven, right? You see Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan, what, six? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you, went six. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You have these guys who who won it so much, but 13 World Series. Like, come on. Like, that's, I mean, that's, that's best of the best. And nobody talks about it a lot. Mm -hmm. Three time AL MVP. I mean, the guy. The the fact that he only got in by eighty five point six percent of the vote <laughs> on his second yeah. ballot, mind you. Second, see, who didn't get down on the first ballot? That's unbelievable, bro. To me, that's just you know. And you're talking about a guy that served for his country, yeah. For, yep. So he did put up what he did, and then he he served for his country, came back, and still had a stellar career. Mm-hmm. And yet, so I think there was some love loss because remember didn't he have a fight with the yankees organization at one time yeah he had a, a falling out with uh with steinbrenner um, yeah a lot with, with the yankee organization yeah yeah i mean I, yeah 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 how yeah. do you get in on the second ballot as a three-time mvp 13-time world series champion 18-time all-star i mean you got a monument make, yeah. and you, i mean your your numbers retired i mean but you're you're getting in 85.6% of the vote. I mean, second ballot. I think, yeah. On the second ballot, we got to do a study of these. Yeah. It's like, of, of who C- got in before him that yeah. was so deserving? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I just, I never understood it. And yeah. the only reason they called him Yogi because they, they said they just, he looked like a yogi. I don't he know what that like means. A yogi. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know if it was supposed to be rude or not, uh. but I thought. This is probably one of the greatest catchers to ever live. And yeah, he was a weird looking guy. He was yep. a small guy. He did. He didn't have all the he wasn't a five tool hitter or five mm-hmm. tool player. He just did everything the right way. And uh, it's hard to find guys like that nowadays. Yeah, I completely, uh, completely agree. Yeah, man. Can't believe, wow. Yeah, I know, dude. Like second ballot, 85.6 percent of the vote. Yeah. Like. Makes yeah, zero fucking sense. I'm trying, I'm trying to see why. Why? <laughs> well, uh, I'm looking at the year that he he should have went in. Yeah. So the 71. year. So the year he should have went in. The guy that went in was Satchel Page. Okay. No brainer. Yep. Um, who else? Satchel Page. 
I'm looking and I'm not seeing uh elected seven the most it's all oh, so they let Dave Bancroft, Jack Bentley. So they they there was just a lot of guy, Harry Hooper. So you're talking about old guys from the eighteen eight late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. The commissioner went in. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not seeing anybody in here other than Satchel Page that should have went in uh, mm-hmm. before Yogi. And that year, his first year, he got 67.2% of the vote. And wow. Steve, he was up against people like Pee Wee Reese, Johnny Mize, Gil Hodges, Ralph Kiner. Come on. Ooh. Early win. Man. That's uh, fucked up. That's yeah, fucked yeah. up. Hal Newhouser. Hell, man, come on. Yeah, that's man. fucked up. That's fucked up. That really is. That really and then is. He, yeah, then he ends up going in on the second year. So, yeah, Yogi got to be first for the 1950s catcher. And he didn't mm-hmm. only just do it in the 50s. He did it in the 60s, in the 60s too. 60s too. Yep. Really that was did. amazing. Did it in the 40s a little bit. The guy was yep. a three-decade player, man. You yep. don't see those often. 40s, 50s, and into the 60s. Man. Unfucking real Unbelievable. So, let's go from the then to the now. Do it as we look at the uh, the top catchers in Major League Baseball right now. And for me, coming in at number five is a guy that's kind of dipped on on my list at least. But uh, you know, he's usually a little bit higher. And that's uh, JT Realmuto. Yeah, that uh, uh, Father Time is uh, catching up with him a little bit um, as his average dipped last season to you know two fifty two. You know, he still was able to crack. 20 home runs with 63 RBIs compared to 2022 when he had 84 RBIs. So his RBIs dipped. Stolen bases were down. He had 21 in 2022 and it was down to 16 in 2023. Strikeouts went way up too uh, at 138. But he's still a uh, you know still a fantastic catcher. Uh, I think you know the offensive numbers could could turn around some. Hopefully he can bring that average back up. He's usually you know 270, you know 280 in that range. Uh, hopefully he can bring that average back up. But uh, for me right now, JT Rumuto, he sits at uh, number five. Great pick. I mean, I've kind of looked at your last year's list. So if we look Mm -hmm. at last year's list, I kind of want to go back real quick and look at last year's list. Last year, you had Alejandro Kirk at number five. Number four was Will Smith. Smith. Number three was Wilson Contreras. Number two, Adley Rushman. Number one, JT Rumuto. So he dropped four spots for you. Look at that, huh? Uh -huh. Uh, That's pretty pretty good, man. Yeah. but everything you yeah. said makes sense, right? Age is starting to catch up with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. The numbers aren't is uh, not there like they used to be, but um, right, exactly. it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense yeah. Yeah. for me. Um, there was a couple, man. There was a couple that were coming so close to number five. Mm-hmm. I would love to throw honorable mentions, but that would take all day. But right. there's just so there's there is there's a lot of good catchers in this league. Mm-hmm. The, you're seeing a lot of hitting catchers. Remember when Adley got drafted. You started to see a different kind of catcher emerge in baseball. True. Um, a lot of hitting catchers now, and that's really exciting, especially now that they have the DH in both leagues. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're seeing catchers that can hit now, and they're not liabilities to the team. You see people carrying two catchers that can both hit on the same team. That's one true. can DH, one can play behind the plate, and then they can swap them every day or every other day or whatever. So that's always good. So for me, my number five is Cal Raleigh. Okay. Um, okay. I think Cal Raleigh, yeah, first timer on this list kind of beats what I did last year. Last year, my list was Contreras, Sean Murphy, Will Smith, Adley Rushman, JT Romuto. Okay. So Cal Raleigh, you got to give Cal Raleigh the love at 27 years old. 
he had a pretty good year. 30 home run guy. I don't love that he does, didn't hit over 300 last year. Didn't even come close to 250. 232 average. Kind of disgusting. <laughs> but one thing I found about Cal Raleigh last year is he always found a way to get on base and drive in big runs and come up with the big hits when you need it. He's, I don't know how many times I've seen last year where he had game winners and extra innings because right. of his hit. You know? Yep. It's just something that he did. And the fact that you hit 30 home runs on top of that, I think you're going to see those numbers improve. He kind of has that. Mm-hmm. Jonah Heim was another one with, with Texas that kind of had that same similar year. But I think Cal Raleigh's numbers stick out a little bit more to me and his presence on the team, um, especially in this young Seattle team. And, and Cal Raleigh, too, is a guy that you could DH, you could play catcher. Mm-hmm. And I think they really enjoyed what he brought to the table. So for me, Cal Raleigh is my top five, number five catcher right now. Solid. Yeah, I like Cal Raleigh. I mean, he's got back-to-back seasons of home runs over 20, and like I said, he hit 30. Uh, you know, and Just kind of bring that average up. Maybe cut down the strikeouts a little bit, too. But. 100%, Steve. 100%. <laughs> you know? 100%. Uh, so for me, at number four, I went with Sean Murphy of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, I like I like Sean Murphy. You know, he appeared only in 108 games uh, uh, last year, but you know, hopefully the health can uh, can get uh, you know can get better for this year, but still hit, you know, 251, but 21 home runs, 68 RBIs. And what I like is, uh, uh, you know, in the 108 games, he struck out, you know, 98 times. So that's less than less than one a game, which is better than, uh, you know, in years past where he's been over 100 in, in strikeouts. So he appeared in his first All-Star game uh, last year, too. And I think he'll just continue to improve on this Braves machine that just keeps uh, churning out uh, winners. Just hopefully they can churn it out in the, uh, the playoffs. So for me, Sean Murphy... Uh, the change in scenery going from Oakland to Atlanta, I think has been good for him. And he comes in for me at number four. Great pick. Great pick. Sean Murphy reminds me a lot of um, Gary Carter, a yeah. lot of Gary Carter yeah. in his game can hit mm-hmm. good leader. Yep. Um, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, four for me is JT real Muto. So okay. he dropped three spots for me. He dropped four for you. I still think real Muto has some left in the tank, right? Okay. I mean, guy got 20 home runs last year, 63 ribs. Yep. It's, uh, you know, 63 ribs, which is almost 20 down from his 84 from the year before. So you are seeing a guy, and plus he was like a top 10 MVP consideration, la- mm-hmm. not last year, but in 2022. Right. So there is some down into his game, of course, but his OPS of 762 is still up there. Not as great as it was 820 the year before, but I still think there's a lot in the tank, especially with the, I kind of, commend him on his catching game on the games he calls you know your Zach Wheeler's up there your Aaron Nola I I really think that he has a lot of good good pitching that he he's on you know what I mean like he Mm -hmm. how how do I say that there's a lot of pitching pitchers on that team that he's helped kind of get over that hump right in the dirty day in the dirty dog days of August and he's just a guy that is just constantly there and he's been doing it since 23 years old I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. I wouldn't mm-hmm. consider that yet. Let's see what he does for a few more years. But one guy that you can always just count on to get a hit when you need it, a guy that you can put in the middle of your lineup and feel good about. You can put him at the bottom of your lineup and still mm-hmm. feel good about. So JT Real Muto for me comes in at number four. Steve, who nice. do you get for number three? Uh, number three here for me is I'm going to go with uh, William Contreras. Uh, so I like William Contreras. Definitely. You know, different than the Wilson Contreras that I had on the uh, on yeah. the list from uh, from last year, but I like William Contreras. Um, let me pull up my stats here. One second. Good old William Contreras. There we go. There you are. 
There we go. Yeah, I like William Contreras. Um, you know, coming from from Atlanta, man, Atlanta just seems to go from one good catcher to another, going from uh, William Contreras to uh, the Sean Murphy. But yeah, I had a great first year when he was uh, here in uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, Silver Slugger Award, uh, finished eleventh in MVP, two eighty nine average for the year. Uh, seventeen, you know, seventeen home runs, seventy eight RBIs. But he's so young; he's only uh, what is he twenty twenty six years old? Just turned twenty six. Yeah. Um. So I think he's going to continue continue to get better. And uh, you know, the one thing I'd like to see him do is uh, try and limit the strikeouts a little bit more. Here, you know, he had, he had one hundred and twenty six strikeouts uh, last year, but I I think he's got all star uh. All star potential written all over him. He made the All Star team in 2022, but I think he's got a, a lot more left in the uh, the All Star tank, and I I think he can just continue to get better. I like guys, I like catchers that can hit for a higher average. He's hitting close to 300, and then he's got the power to go with it. So uh, William Contreras, he comes in for me at number three. Yeah, William Contreras, a lot to like about him. Uh, number three for me is Will Smith. I I, I really fought. Well- Wrong, Will Smith. We are men. <laughs> Got to hit uh, Chris Rock. No, I yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> I wanted to put Will Smith higher on my list, and I think he belongs higher in the list. But I, I think last year was a great year, but I don't think it was as good, in my opinion, as his 22 year mm. as well. I mean, even though he was a first time All Star in 23, I thought 22 is a little bit better for Will Smith, but. This not to take away from what this guy can bring to the table. He's going to be 29 years old this year. He's a, he has 20 to 30 home run power. I think he can mm-hmm. hit 30 home runs to give him a chance. Or if he really takes off, I think his best was in 21 with 25 home runs. But I think he can even uh, eclipse that. But you're talking about a guy that can hit really good from the right side of the plate. He can t- just wing them. I mean, wings runners out. A really good put out guy. Uh, he, he, you could almost guarantee he can get you between 70 and 80 RBIs in a season. He's another guy. You can put him in the two spot in the lineup. You can drop him to three. You can drop him to five. You can drop him to seven. I mean, you could kind of put him everywhere. And that's mm-hmm. one thing about good hitting catchers. It gives you the ability to put him anywhere. Back in the day when you didn't have great hitting catchers, they would always be at the bottom of the fucking lineup. And they would be, especially the National League, they'd be hanging down there with your pitchers when the pitchers were allowed to hit. But Will Smith and the Dodgers, man, I, I think they have one of the best catchers in the game. He's not this big, tall catcher. He's a, he's kind of a smaller catcher. And, man, he he just gets on base. He knows how to get on yes. base. You can always know you're going to get 120 hits from him a season. I, I just really like what he brings to the table. I want to get him at number two, but my number two, I got a little bit of something for. But um, number three for me is Will Smith. Steve, who do you got for number two? Uh, number two is a guy you just talked about. Number three, and that's Will Smith. There you go. <laughs> just for everything that you said, um, uh, he did have a little bit of a, a better year uh, in 2022 as opposed to last year, but he did make the uh, you know his first All Star game uh, this past season. Uh, he's young. He can hit. He could, he's got a cannon for an arm. I think he's just going to continue to get better. So, I mean, you you pretty much laid the gauntlet of Will Smith here, but yeah, that's why he's just a little bit higher for me. So Will Smith uh, comes in for me at number two. Nice. Number two for me is somebody Steve had at number three, and that's William Contreras. Now, nice. last year, both Steve and I had Wilson Contreras yeah. in our in our lineups. I had him at number five. Steve, Steve had him at number three. Mm-hmm. But we're cut, we've... We put his brother on this list, his yep. younger brother. And I remember I said, I think it was last year or the year before, 
I said William Contreras is going to be a star in this league. I think he's going to be one of the top catchers, and I'm going to stick to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the numbers are there. You can make you can make it. You can you can't really argue that his trajectory is very good. I think we're going to be talking about him as being one of the top catchers in the game next year. And yep. I think next year it will be between him and and another guy we're going to talk about. But William Contreras, I think this guy has 30 plus home run power. I, I really mm-hmm. do. And now I know that's. You know why it's like, well, how how can you say that when he's only hit 20 maximum in 20, you know, 2022, he hit 20 maximum because he's young and he's (laughs) still getting better. Now he's just, he's turning 26 or I think he is 26. And I mean, his OPS of 825 is not as good as 860 last year, but you're going to talk about a guy that played 141 games last year. He's just going to keep going, man. He's going to keep going. And and this is guy is he's versatile. I think he's a little more athletic than uh, his brother, Wilson. And I just like what he can bring behind the plate. And he goes to a team that he just fits. You ever Mm -hmm. see a player that when they're on a team, you're like, oh, that makes sense. He just fits that team. Fills out the jersey while he's just like, yep, that guy looks like a Yankee. That guy looks like an Atlanta Brave. That guy looks like a Milwaukee Brewer. Well, that's William Contreras. Mm -hmm. William Contreras is, you know, I think he needs to limit his strikeouts for sure. But at the same time, I mean, he was picking fools off behind the plate as well. And and the guy just knows how to do it, man. The guy just, he's getting better. And I've seen this guy grow. And I think next year we're going to be talking about him as one of the stars in the league, if not the year after that. And he's coming into a crucial part of his year, right? Mm-hmm. Or into his, into his career where he's going to be playing for contract, like the big yep. contract, because he got traded from Atlanta to Milwaukee, part of that three team trade. I think Oakland was in that where they sent Sean Murphy to Atlanta right. and they, they peddled uh, William to, uh, to Milwaukee, but I think because they're in their they're in their winning window. Yeah. But I think now so William more experienced catcher. Exactly. That's exactly especially with the arms you were going to be you're mm-hmm. going to be thrown to Spencer Striders and whatnot. So, but William Contreras, man, I mean he's he's catching for well it was Woodruff, but now it's uh, Corbin Burns, Burns which yep. is one of the best in the league. So yeah, uh, William Contreras comes in for me at number two for top catchers right now. All right. And number one, we both agreed on this one. It yep. was uh, number two, I think on both our lists last year that'd be yep. adley rushman i mean the guy is yeah he's got superstar written all over him if he's oh, yeah. a superstar already you know silver slugger all-star last year top 10 in the mvp voting 277 average 20 home runs 80 rbis plays every almost every day he played 104 he games last year so he's durable he's getting out there and he's great behind the plate as he is up to bat so he's yep. uh He's the future of catching, I think, in, in, in our sport here. So Adley Rushman is number one. I mean, there's nobody else we can really put mm-hmm. at this top because Adley Rushman, 20 home runs, right? Yep. And he's just going to get better. I think he's going to yep. do better than 20 home runs this year. Mm-hmm. He had 120 or he had 80 ribs last year. He's good for 80 ribs, but that's that's a good hitting catcher. But I think you're going to see him go beyond that, uh-huh. especially where they're going to put him in the lineup. I mean, this guy could bat three, four, five. They put him at the top of the lineup. Yep. He's not this slow guy either. I think right now he can, he doesn't have wheels, right? But he does have a good running ability as exactly. well. Uh, he had over 100 strikeouts last year. I don't like my catchers getting 100 strikeouts. I don't mm. like players who bat in the middle of the lineup a lot of the times get over 100 strikeouts, but you are going to see that more often than not. 256 right. total bases. This is a second year and third going on his third year in the league. Yep. <laughs> you know, first time all-star was a top 10 of MVP voting. I think you're going to see this guy really blast off just like William Contreras. And yep. he's going to be one of the best in the league for sure. I agree. I agree. Yep. 
So next week, we travel to first base, right? First baseman. As we continue around the diamond. I can't wait to see some of these 1950s names for our first baseman. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, there's always good ones, right? I mean, we we know we know the list, but there's some some Polacks in there. There's some (laughs) there's some interesting ones. But I will tell you, I was looking over kind of ahead. And we're cut. You mm-hmm. know how we're in the era of third baseman. Remember, I said that yeah, last year, the year before, good. we're in the golden era of third baseman. Yep. I think we're also in the golden era of first baseman. First base, yeah, yeah. You just have so many good names, and now that Bryce Harper's an everyday yep. first baseman, yep. I think that just ups the ante of being like, wow, our first basemen are kind of killer in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, not to sound like a homer here, but I think Spencer Torkelson uh, has a Steve. chance to take off after what he did the second half of last year. I think he has you a can't, chance to build on that. Yes, dude. Yes, yep. you can't. I think he belo- He potentially might be on our list. I mean, yeah, I think you're seeing guys like him just, just take off. I mean, you're Pete Alonzo's and Vlad Jr.'s mm-hmm. and now Bryce Harper's and Freddie really? Freeman. I mean, we can go on and on. <laughs> I think we're in a golden age of first baseman where yeah. it's kind of, you know, juxtaposed. You kind of look at your 50s. Mm-hmm. I don't see the same you don't see the same power numbers until you get to the 60s and no, 70s right where you want your first baseman so mm-hmm. it's going to be definitely an interesting list next week steve yep yep i'm looking forward to it me too with that shall we uh, head on over to collection corner let's do it all right do, 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 do. yeah so uh up for me this week i'm looking at alex bregman he's up a dollar and 78 cents or an 18.80 percent increase to market value of eleven dollars and 25 cents up cards for him includes 2017 tops chrome rookie card number nine and his 2022 tops mother's day pink number 250 uh down for me this week is actually uh nolan ryan he's down uh 63 dollars and 64 cents or 62.68 percent decrease to a market value of 37 dollars and 89 cents his down cards include 1980 Three tops number 360 and his 1971 tops number 513 wow nolan really took it i know nolan took a dump on that one right mm. <laughs> well clutch your pearls for this one okay up, up this week for me is daryl strawberry Ooh, okay this one is huge steve this wow. is up up 50 dollars and 38 cents that is a six six hundred and fifty eight point five six percent increase wow I don't know if we've ever had one that high. I don't know. Who's he paying to get these uh, prices up, right? It's going to be some insider trading, I'm thinking. Market price, it's around $58.03. What I, I I did a little bit of digging. Okay. And what I what I found out in this, a lot of it is his, uh, uh, these younger kids are really getting into Daryl Strawberry. You know why? It's his top 70 project cards. Yeah. Okay. Those seems to be just, everybody loves him. And I, I think oh. the artists who, who, chose to do him as part of their sets which was like mm-hmm. every artist mm-hmm. they just really get some really cool arts uh art um with daryl strawberry and then you're starting to see a little daryl strawberry pop up more and and i think you're getting these young kids who are looking at you know he kind of has a fun name and you yeah. hear some of the stories some of the and, stories of and, clubhouse and, antics yeah and i just <laughs> think he's he's such a polarizing figure that yeah. i think that's why his stock is on all-time high right now plus you're coming off the heels of a hall of fame voting and you'll see certain players uh, kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, he he wasn't on the ballot, but you do see that every now and then. But Daryl right. Strawberry, yeah, man, he's he's up. Market price right now sits around $58. Some cards I picked out, which are up, which you might want to invest in, are his 84 Dunruss rookie card, number 68, his 85 Tops 570, and his 94 top 640. Um, and I believe... With the 94 one. I don't know if he's with the Yankees at that time. I can't remember, but 
Um, he definitely wasn't with the Mets. Now down this week is Will Smith, the catcher we just talked about. He's down three dollars and sixty-seven cents, which isn't—it's just a market readjustment for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty-one point seven four percent decrease. Market price right now sits around thirteen dollars and twenty-one cents. I actually predict that to go lower. I think he's okay. going to sit somewhere between eight, nine, and ten dollars when it's all said and done. Okay. But his 2019 Tops Update Gold Rookie Card, US 199, his 23 Tops Museum Collection, which is actually was on the rise and now down, and his 23 Top Stadium Club, number 285, are all down. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Man, so we get the candles out and celebrate a birthday? Let's do it. All right. It's a, a happy birthday to pitching great and Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan. That's yeah. right. Nolan Ryan was born on January. The 31st of 1947. Yep, it was 47. I had to make sure I had my number right. Uh, so records on uh, Nolan Ryan, 324 career wins, a 3.19 uh, career ERA, 5,714 strikeouts. Uh, started his career with the Mets, then went to the Angels, then to the Astros, and finished it out with the Texas Rangers. He was an eight-time All-Star. I'm surprised it wasn't more. Uh, World Series champ with the Mets, obviously, in 69. Two-time NL ERA leader. Uh, 11-time strikeout leader. Uh, his number 30 is retired by the Angels. Number 34 is retired by the Astros. And his number 34 is retired by the Texas uh, Rangers. Part the Angels Hall of Fame, Astros Hall of Fame, Rangers Hall of Fame, and Major League Baseball's All-Century team. He also had seven career no-hitters in his uh, illustrious career there. He was elected in the Hall of Fame in 1999 on the first ballot with a 98.8% vote. I'd like to know the couple of people that did not vote for him. Uh, a little uh, trivia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Similar to you. Barrow with the second Voting is so, anyway. pre- so dumb. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. Trivia on him is uh, Nolan Ryan is the all-time leader in no-hitters with seven, which I just mentioned. Uh, three more than any other pitcher. He's tied with Bob Feller for the most one-hitters with 12. Uh, Ryan also pitched 18 two-hitters. Despite all this, he never pitched a perfect game, most likely because he had a pretty high walk ratio when you pitch as well. So Yeah, and he fucked hard. That's probably why. Oh, dude, he totally did. It's cleats on. And a cowboy hat, probably. Uh, so it's a yeah, happy birthday to the Ryan Express himself, Nolan Ryan. Did you ever watch that documentary that came uh, out like last year, Facing no, Nolan? Is that the one on Netflix? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I, I need to watch it, though. Yeah, yeah, it kind of takes you through his whole 27-year career. And, and uh, boy, it just, I didn't really knew, I didn't really know he felt certain ways about different stops. Um, mm-hmm. Like the New York Mets, he didn't want to be there. But no. it, it was mostly because he was just Tom Seaver. <laughs> that, yeah. that rotation was so famed. He mm-hmm. wanted to make his own name, even though he was kind of a name coming up. And right. uh, then he went to California for the payday. Yep. And then he went to Houston for the second payday. Mm-hmm. And then the Rangers, he was just trying to most thought he should have retired in the 80s. Yeah. But then he right. thought, I'm going to I'm going to show them. Right? Yeah, he kind of had that Randy them. Johnson end of career thing. Mm-hmm. Where, um, just a good all around pitcher. I remember growing up, I think, you know, I remember. I think it was always Nolan Ryan, right? Because you always had those one the faces of baseball or the faces yeah. of positions. Like yep. I remember growing up, and uh, it was always uh, when I mean growing up, I mean being a kid. Yeah. I remember it was like Wayne Gretzky, right? The right. face of hockey. I remember Michael Jordan, Jordan the face of basketball. basketball. But yeah. uh, baseball, you had a couple different ones, right? You had and when we grew up in, I'd say the late eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties, mm-hmm. when we were kids, I would say. 
Bo Jackson was really polarizing. Everybody really loved Bo Jackson. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. was coming on the scene. Right. So he was really a kid favorite. But then you were thinking, well, who's the greatest pitcher of all time? And it was Nolan Ryan to us. Mm-hmm. We didn't. I, I know Roger Clemens was big, but he was still kind of young at that time. Right. But Nolan Ryan was like, Nolan Ryan's like the fucking man. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I mean, Randy Johnson was coming up when we were when we were younger. Right. But he was, if you remember early, early in his career, Seattle, he's quite an erratic pitcher. He didn't quite. He was. The, the control down until yeah. later in his uh, Seattle years, and then uh, obviously in Arizona. But yeah, 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 Nolan Ryan, he was he was the, he was the guy. I mean, I remember that growing up here in the yeah. uh, the eighties into the nineties. Yeah, he was the man. Yeah, speaking of Randy Johnson, kids, catchers early in his career were afraid to catch one yeah. because he was so erratic. Like you said, yeah. he was so erratic. Are you talking about a guy who ended up killing a bird later in yeah, his career? Exactly. Exactly. With a baseball. Oh, like, a how baseball. is that possible? I mean, he hit that thing, oh, blew up like a feather swear. duster, man. Ooh, they just see the, the bird just drop. <laughs> oh, dude, it was wild. Man. Wild. But, um, oh, yeah, happy birthday, Nolan Ryan. Yeah, that's a fucking show, Ooh, man. It's a good show, man. Really good so show. It was a really good show. Yeah. Yep. With um, next week, first baseman for then yep. and now, going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Another week closer to open or spring training. Yeah. Which is right oh, around the corner as oh, well. Two, two yeah. weeks for pitchers and catchers. So uh, two we'll weeks for right. pitchers and catchers. Yeah, right. you know, you and I basically are just stagnant on the free agent front as we've yeah. been talking about. I mean, we but... say it every week. Maybe we'll Blake Snell gets signed uh, this week. Stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, some of the biggest names. Have Cody been Bellinger. Who knows? I mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're hearing Bellinger to the Cubs. You're hearing Blake yeah. Snell to a mil- every team. A million. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense, and the whole thing is just just beyond me right now Mm -hmm. but um but yeah i'd say the biggest news has been the orioles being sold which you know kind of looking back is great i think it's a great move agreed Agreed. but um yeah man uh be a friend tell a friend thank you everybody so much for listening to our Mm -hmm. podcast we greatly appreciate it but in the meantime have a great week everybody and we will catch you guys all next week deuces